Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoy the review. If you do, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button and you continue to get all of my reviews downloaded to your podcast player on a mostly daily basis. Also, check out my website where you can find all of the reviews of the wide release films, some of the limited release movies, foreign cinema, independent films, and classics, all at that website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Speaking of foreign cinema, today I'm going to be reviewing a film from Japan. It's called The Boy and the Beast. It's in a limited run here in the United States. Depending on where you watch it, you'll either see the Japanese language version with English subtitles or you'll see the English dubbed version. I opted for the Japanese version with English subtitles. It's an animated fantasy adventure and it's PG-13 rated because of some violence and language. It runs an hour and 59 minutes and the director and screenwriter is Mamoru Hosoda. This was a huge hit in its native Japan, the second biggest film at the box office there. It's the latest animated gem from Mamoru Hosoda. It's a delight for the eyes and the ears and as well as the heart. Though a good deal of the hand-drawn animation fits in very well in the world of anime, there are some breathtaking moments interspersed in which the visuals do captivate very well. It merges the exaggerated styles of anime with fluid choreography as well as some CGI-infused graphical realism in ways that make it easy to escape into that fantasy of the spirited tale within. The story involves a nine-year-old boy named Ren who, after the untimely death of his mother, after she had a bitter divorce with his father, ends up filled with despair and rage and running away and roaming the streets of Tokyo instead of living with his distant relatives. Out on those streets is where Ren is spotted by Kumatetsu, a hot-tempered ursine beast from another dimension where animal men rule supreme, the realm called Jutengai. Ren ends up following Kumatetsu into an alley that serves as a portal back to the supernatural place where shape-shifting humanoid animals with otherworldly powers reside and where humans are not allowed because of their dark predilection for death and destruction. There's an exception made for Ren, who is later renamed as Kyuta for his age, who's been taken in, rather reluctantly, I might add, as Kumatetsu's apprentice, Given the undisciplined beast man is one of two possible successors that will ascend to the throne of this fantastical domain, he has some leeway in this regard. Both Ren and Kumatetsu are ill-equipped to handle their newfound roles as mentor and apprentice, especially as they butt heads constantly, but they soon learn to make it work in a fashion to their benefit and actually do some learning and growing from one another. From there, the story takes a few unexpected turns, including finding friendship, reestablishing old familial bonds, and a deep love of reading and learning, especially in the thematically relevant Herman Melville work called Moby Dick, which comes into play both literally and metaphorically by the end of the film. The story also delivers many motifs that involve mirrored duality. It's told in two parallel worlds. It features Ren having two father figures, one from each of those worlds. And there's this other tragic figure that's revealed later in the film that 
suggest perhaps an alternate path that Ren could have been on had he not been taken in by Kumatetsu and let his rage and angst consume him. Meanwhile, Ren must choose between two paths yet again with the chance of quiet love and his down-to-earth biological father in Tokyo or to continue to challenge himself beyond his wildest imagination under Kumatetsu's instruction in Jutengai. While Western audiences may find some of the thematic elements in uh, The Boy and the Beast to be a challenge to grasp fully, and the younger set may grow restless as the film threatens to push toward the two-hour mark, for those who enjoy the anime work of Studio Ghibli and many imitators over the years, The Boy and the Beast should work as an enchanting and endearing tale of unlikely father-son bonds and surrogate families. It also extols the virtues of striving to be a better self even when life deals you a difficult hand. I enjoyed The Boy and the Beast, and if you are a fan of anime, I definitely think that it is worth going out of your way to see. It's a very well-done film, and I can see why it became a huge hit in Japan. So for those of you who have never seen anime before, uh, I definitely encourage you to check some of these films out because they are better than a lot of the fantasy films that you'll find coming out of Hollywood. And certainly, even though it, it may not always be easy to grasp, there's just something about these films that often delve more deeply than a lot of the animated films that are made here in the United States because those tend to be a little bit more for kids and the uh, Japanese animated films tend to be very mature in terms of its themes and doesn't go out of its way to explain which does often elevate them into the realm of good art. Three and a half stars is what I'm going to give The Boy and the Beast. And if you do have this playing in a town near you, I do hope that you see it. And if you do see it, please send me a note. You can find my contact information at quipster.net. You can also go to that website to find links to my Twitter feed and my Facebook page, and you can contact me through any of those means. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 